Oh, oh, wake up, wake up, wake up, Sheriff! What day is it? Um, uh, Jives! Yes, my lady. What's, what day is it? Uh, 13th of January, my lady. Oh, goodness, how long does our Sherry coma go on for? We, we really. We really went a bit heavy on that UDP, didn't we? I think that's probably one of the heaviest UDPs we've had probably in in, in, in a decade. Uh, I, I I thought I should probably stop drinking when I finished the fuel tanker full of full of sherry. And then I found just that little extra bottle behind the cover. I thought, hey, what's one more bottle going to hurt? Apparently a lot. Well, it was a five-gallon drum, dear. Well, a bottle of five-gallon drum, what's the difference? Oh, well, who am I to complain? Uh, Jives, if I, if I could just get uh, just, oh, um, some Alka-Seltzer, fancy Alka-Seltzer, and maybe a hair of the dog that bit me. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I feel like we need something to... Today is going to be a bit of a fragile day, a bit of a recovery day. Yes, yes. What, what, what happened if we, we would just have a lie down and pop a podcast on or something? Oh, yes, how about that, um, oh, that, uh, the Queer and Pleasant Strangers Yes, there. that's perfect. Strangers Queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That <laughs> podcast where the two of us, we're two queer trans ladies, we talk about our weeks, we do some skits, we do some voices. We just have a bit of a catch up. That's us, we're back. That's us, we're back. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Uh, it's been, what, like three, three weeks? Two, uh, three weeks? Two weeks, I think it's been two weeks. Well, there was two weeks that we didn't record. Yeah. And then presumably there's like a week added in there. So it's probably been like three weeks since you've heard our voices. Really? Um, yeah, I think that's how science works. I think if we skip two podcasts, it's two skipped weeks plus the normal week's wait. So I think maybe it's either two or three weeks since you've heard us. We're back. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. How have you been, Jane? Um, <laughs> not nearly as hungover as those sherry ladies. Uh, well, mm, it's because no, we didn't drink as much. We, did, we didn't. We didn't drink a lot. We we yeah. had. We may have had a sleepy day recovering or two. But yeah. Not 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 hangover days. No. But no. Well, we, actually, I did. Actually, I did have a hangover twice, despite not really being drunk at any point. Yeah, you did actually. There was that night where I drank more than you, and the whole night you had cucumber water in hand, constantly. Said, but you still somehow got a hangover. Yeah. That was that was yeah, unfortunate to say the least. That is how the world works sometimes. But Apparently so. It's been a nice few weeks. We we had a couple of weeks off work, mm-hmm. which was very well needed. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely loved it. Gave us a lot of time to catch up on stuff and just relax a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we did some partying. We did some seeing friends. We did some catching up on media. We did some sleeping. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. It was a good time. Was had. By all. Indeed. Should we talk about some of the things that we we experienced during our time off? We experienced many things. Shall we start with the things that we played? And we'll see you with skits in about an hour and a half. Yeah, we've we've played a lot of things. Where do you want to start? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a little bit rapid fire this week. I'll, I'll scroll back because this is gonna take a while. Uh, first one you've got on the list. Do you want to tell us about Donna Dinner Party? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's 
secret Hitler with cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of that. It's You have some of the people in a group are cannibals, you have everyone cover their eyes, and then the cannibals open their eyes and signal to each other, hey, we're the cannibals, and no one else knows. And it's all about, like, you secretly put in resources to try and keep the camp fed. If you're the cannibals, you don't want there to be enough food to go around, because then, ah, someone's got to get eaten cannibal time. Um, And the whole aim is to discover who the cannibals are by, like, picking apart secrets of how they've... Like, oh, that that doesn't make sense, what you've said, yep, etc. If you whittle it down to... Basically, the, the person who is team leader or camp leader for that round uh, gets to pick one person from the group and they can see what they are putting into the pot. Yeah, so if you're the cannibal and you put in, like, an empty hand or poison or something like that to, like, try and make it a better chance that you'll get to eat someone and the camp leader goes... I want to see your card. You then have to obviously bullshit and go, oh, no, no, I only had three poisons in my hand or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And it's, again, I think it's one like Secret Hitler, you need a good number of people oh. because we were playing with four and the problem, uh, was, was it four or five? Uh, I, I think believe... we were playing with five. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was, the, the problem we had with our small group number was one, if, if on the first turn... A non uh, a non cannibal gets killed. Mm-hmm. The game ends yeah. because some weirdness with the numbers. Then yeah, basically the rules are if there is an equal or greater number of cannibals in the um, uh, at, at, at the beginning of the next round, then yeah, the, the cannibals win. It, it's another game that needed a big group, but we got to get a feel for the mechanics, and it's definitely a fun one. Like I'd be very up for playing that again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What should we talk about next? What, what, well, um, the next uh, was was a, a gift that a very lovely person got me for UDP. Oh, I wonder who that was. It was you. Oh, I got you a game, didn't you I? Did. You got me. Mm-hmm. Got me a couple, but we've yeah. uh, we've only played a few of them so far. Indeed. We need more game days. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, like time, literally. Yeah. Uh, so we played Clank in Space! And I will have to say it that way every single time. Yeah, yeah. So Clank, the the new version of Clank, I'll avoid saying it, um, it's basically more Clank. It's got a couple of like different tweaks to it. Um, you've got a sort of modular board layout. Yeah, um, so instead of having a single double-sided board, you've got um, like a, a six or seven piece board. And three of the modules are double-sided and can be put in basically any order. Yeah, and you've got some like new things like you have to hack a couple of terminals on your way to the high point scoring areas mm-hmm. and uh you get some extra things in your bag that like will make it more likely that everyone takes damage rather than a specific person. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's generally the same concept with a few interesting new twists that keep it fresh. Yeah, there's um there's like um some new things to get like there there is the the power crystals so they can activate certain things on um uh, words they can activate certain things on some of the cards mm. so if you have a power core you might be able to say for example i think there's I can't remember if it's the motorbike or the little trolley thing. It basically, it means you don't have to stop at security checkpoints, making it very much like the uh, the magic carpet from the first yeah. one. Yeah, you've got things like um, elevators that can take you around, or teleporting pads if you've bought a certain item. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that are different. Like you can't get the backpack, so you can't take more than one of the big artifacts. Yeah. Um, you aren't allowed to buy more than one of the same item from the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's the same basic game which we already enjoyed, but with enough interesting tweaks to make it feel like its own unique thing. Yeah. Like, I'd worried it was just going to be a reskin and it mm. wouldn't be any different, but it, they've they've tweaked enough. Mm. And, like, you've been really enjoying this one in single player. Yes, because the companion app has a full campaign. Yeah. So I think I'm about three or four missions deep so far. Um, and I'm not sure how long it goes on for, but basically it will uh, it will tell you how it wants you to set up the board. It will give you things like you you might be uh, it will show you where two of the large secrets are, and then mm. give you a mission to go and get one of those from a particular module. Um, like it won't ha- necessarily have all of the major artifacts out, so you'll have to sort of pick which one you're going to go for. Mm. Sometimes, like during the mission, it will say, "Hey, um, you've got this, but if you go to this place and spend like six buying power, you can you can uh, achieve another mission, which will ultimately affect your mission grade at the end of yeah. it." Yeah. So I'm doing all right so far. It's it's been sort of like an hour or so at a time. Yeah. And you've been having a lot of fun with it. I really have, although it is getting bulls hard. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't think we've necessarily got anything else to say. It's still a board game with deck builder stuff that we really Mm -hmm. like. Uh, While we're on the subject of Clank, (laughs) should we discuss the other Clank things? Yeah, Clank, uh, what was it, Gold and Silk? Yeah. Which was a little expansion. You need the base game of Clank, but it's basically... A new two-sided board, some new money tokens, um, and some spider tokens. And should we talk about the gold side first? Okay, we'll talk about gold. So basically you have uh, some parts of the board where you can spend some... Uh, was it action points, I think? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And you can mine out gold on on, the, on your turn, which will get you, A, some cash, and, and also sort of... But there, was, there was another aspect to it as well, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, if you have mined the highest number of these deposits by the end of the game, more than any other player, you get, like, 20 bonus points, which, like, that's the big thing. Mm. And that's that's what won you that game, was you got that 20-point bonus at the end. Well, the other thing as well is that it puts your clank cubes on the ones that you've yes. mined, meaning that you have less clank in your pool to be able to put in. Yes. So if you were playing a high risk, high clank game, you could potentially mine as much as you or as much as possible. Yeah. And then generate a load of clank, and and hopefully you would get away with it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's it's very much otherwise like just base clank. Uh, yeah. Some slightly different positioning on where things are on the board, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, and the other one is Clank Silk. Yes, where there's a bunch of spiders' webs. Yeah, so you, um, if you, some some areas will have uh, like a spider web on the board, so you might have to cut, uh, like cut through the spider silk before you can pick up uh, a, a secret from that room. Mm-hmm. Other places you need to cut through, or you can force your way through using uh, uh, attack or, or double yeah. movement to get through mm. and that will that that will be able to sort of cut down the silk and at the each of those has a, a number of victory points yeah. on the bottom and so. once someone's cut that path down you, other people can go through that path like without having to pay the penalty the, it's only the first person pays the the price but only the first person gets the point reward yeah and you keep those oh. secret until the end and there's that permanently there spider shop as well yes go where, to the spider shop yeah there's a bunch of um items that are permanently purchasable with buying power and mm. that was really really nice because it has like healing items so if you ever need to guarantee you can get a healing thing they're up there but once you've put again that clank 
cubes go on to sort of cover those over. Yeah. And once you've bought those things, there is there is no buying them again. So if yeah. you've bought all the healing items, that might really mess over somebody else. Yeah. So again, both of those very much clank. Mm. Nice, interesting takes on them. Like yeah. we had a lot of fun with both. Definitely, we'd definitely play more clank. Yeah. Should we talk about the next uh, game we played? <laughs> Wait, was it, it was board game heavy. We got a lot. Of yeah, we got play. a lot of a lot of like board and tabletop and card games done. Uh, should we talk about Unstable Unicorns? Yeah. So some lovely friends of ours got us a copy of Unstable Unicorns, which is uh, from Tea Turtle, who make the comedic and very cute cartoon T-shirts. Indeed. Um, they're previously responsible for exploding kittens, I believe. Yeah, which is hit and miss exploding kittens. Yeah, not a big fan. I've played a couple of games that were that were fun, but I've played more games that were just really didn't work. Like yeah. more often than not, it hasn't worked. Mm. But this is a lot more consistent. This is a much better designed game. Definitely, definitely. The the whole idea is you're trying to get seven unicorn cards out and in front of you at the same time, mm-hmm. and you every turn you you draw a card. And it's all about dicking over other people so that they can't get their unicorns out properly. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, noping people's actions and being like, ah, you can't have more than five unicorns out until you deal with this card, or every turn you have to kill one of your unicorns until you get rid of this, or my unicorns are unkillable because I have this out. Yeah. Or I've turned all your unicorns into pandas. Yeah, and now none of my cards that say, do this to all your unicorns, none of them work anymore. Nope. Um... Yeah, it's a really simple little game of just trying to fuck everyone over. Yeah, it was really good fun. Um, and would definitely recommend that. I'm I'm curious about maybe getting the expansion packs. Yeah, I, en- I, en- I would play more of that. I enjoyed that enough that I'll play more. Um, we played some single player. You got to remove some cards from the deck, but it still played really nicely. We, we played two player. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Did we, I say it, single player? Yeah, you did. Sorry. Um, yeah, you remove some of the cards from the deck. Um, but it is still very much sort of quite cutthroat. Oh, gosh, it's over yeah. a lot quicker, I found. Yeah. But, the, but the, um, the pace of the turns is still about the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then um, there is a single player for it, but you have to download the rules online. And there's basically a lot of the cards don't do what they say on the cards. You just yeah, play them differently. I, I have no interest in that single player. But yeah. two player... I looked at the rules and I was just like... No. Two player worked all right. Yeah, it worked okay. Um... Yeah, would definitely recommend Unstable Unicorns. If you, if you want like a fast-paced, simple card game about dicking your friends over, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Uh, Just be sure your, your friendships is, uh, are well secured before yeah. you start. Uh, so, another one we played, Tiny Epic Quest. Ooh, which, another one from the Tiny Epic series. Yeah, because we've played Tiny Epic Zombies before, yes. and we've talked about it on this show. And that was that. that's not too complicated. You move three spaces per turn, you try and do your objectives... Okay. This... Ransack some shops and then fight some zombies. Yeah, this was the same company made an RPG, and it's there's a lot to learn. Yeah, there's so much happening in that game. <laughs> to be fair, like when we first played Tiny Epic Zombies, we found that first game like quite a lot to do. Yeah, but not this much. Yeah, there, there was a lot going on. I don't think it helped that the person that was that. Was trying to instruct us on how to play, had was missing was sort of going. Here's what you need to get started, but then not saying things like these are what you do to earn points. Yes, this is what you need to these, do for this. Yeah, we we didn't have a clear. We we were doing things, but we didn't really have a clear idea of what should we focus on 
what is beneficial? Should we be specialising or should we be broad across the board? Mm. I think we were like 30, 40 minutes in and we, it suddenly clicked and we were like, oh. I mean, because we kept asking for the bits of instructions and, and what were, were point scoring things. Yeah. We were at least halfway through the game total because it's uh, played in five rounds. Yeah. And I think we were on about round three before we finally were, like discovered what things are point scoring and, and, yeah. and so forth. Well, I think those first two rounds we were just really focused on trying to remember what can we do. <laughs> yeah. But There's a lot of stages, but yeah, I think for, if we played another game of that, I think we yeah. would it, we would be a lot quicker. Now that we understand what's going on, I really like that game's depth. There's a, yeah. It's a really cool game that just overwhelms you with shit to learn. Yeah, like I think gaming games take a lot of getting into, and it helps that generally they have like a QR code on the back of the manual that will give you like a video. Yeah, we, we could. I think we. I think we could have done with a video, but um, well, doesn't it? When you've got someone there who's like, "I will tell you what to do," you kind of trust that. Yeah, it doesn't help. They played it once, and I think they were a little lost themselves that first mm. time. So, it's fine. We were. It yeah. was really fun. Just like watch a video and try and under like try and learn through watching someone play around. Yeah. Before you consider picking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I've got a video game or two that I played. A video game? Yeah, can I talk about a couple of them? Please do. Uh, I replayed Donut County on the Yay, Switch. Fill your holes. Yeah, fill my holes. That game okay. continues to be like, it's a couple of hours long. It's really, it, it scratches that Katamari itch, but like the story stuff really like grabbed me. The, this story of just like a a, a, a raccoon that, that runs a donut shop and it sounds everyone in the hole and everything falls down the hole and everyone's pissed off with them. Um, I found that very enjoyable. <laughs> it's a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you like Katamari esque things, this is this is one of my faves. I mm. like that one a lot. Uh, you played anything? You well, let's or do should... your next one. Let's do. Should I do my next one? Uh, I played through a game called Gris Gree G R I S. I don't know how it's pronounced, I'm but I'm sure it's Gree. Yeah, it's it's a probably about four hour long, uh, sort of explorative uh, puzzle platformy type game mm-hmm. um, about someone dealing with like anxiety and depression and um, trying to deal with fe- like uh, loss. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific word and it's gone, but uh, grief might be the right word. It's about dealing with a lot of like difficult negative emotions and like trying to find the positivity in your life and the, the love for the things that you love after being in a very bad place. But also colours and stars and platforming. Yeah, it's like it's like, hey, bring the colour back to your like learning to bring the colour back to your world and continuing even when the world seems to be sort of pushing you back and stopping you from getting doing what you're trying to do. Um absolutely fucking gorgeous art style to it. It's a beautiful fucking looking game. Mm-hmm. Like watch a trailer for it. It it looks stunning. It's got a lovely soundtrack. Uh, it does a lot of different mechanics with its platforming, and none of them ever stick around for too long. I was very pleased with the way it did all these mechanics. I think it could have been a little bit shorter. There was that point I sometimes reach in these like four or five hour long games where I'm like, uh, maybe maybe half an hour, an hour shorter wouldn't have hurt. But I'm very glad I played it, and it was a beautiful experience. Hmm. Yeah. 
what else have we played? Well, we played one while while visiting Mummy. We played Carcassonne. Oh, yes, we played some Carcassonne, which I remembered after we started playing. I was like, oh, I've played this before. Yeah. Uh, it's a city building? or like um, a... It's a strategy building game. You're basically earning points by either completing cities or roads, uh, mm. sections of roads. Or how much of a field you own? Yeah, you you pick tiles blindly out of a out of a bag, and you can place them wherever you want on the map, like connecting to another tile. And you want to connect them in such a way that it makes your cities bigger, or that it makes like your fields go in the correct places, so that more completed cities are in them. Um, it's a lot of trying to outthink where other people are trying to place things and work out. Can you like? fuck them over by, like, closing off their thing earlier than they wanted it. Or steal some points out of their cities, maybe. Yeah, like, can you join your city onto theirs and you've got more people in yours so you end up taking over the, the, the building work they tried to do? Yeah. It's... It's a simple... It, it, the, the idea's pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, I wasn't super enamoured with it, like, specifically... Or, or, like particularly during that second game, yeah, where I was just not pulling cities out of the bag. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't really do anything. I didn't really have enough ways of adding points. It, yeah. The only way I could get points was pretty much by building roads, because that yeah. was all I was drawing out. You, you hadn't invested in fields early on, and then it was like, oh, no. Okay, I invested yeah. in fields early on, but none of the fields, because I wasn't being able to place any uh. cities, I couldn't get them... Yeah. Into places that were going to get me more points. It, yeah, it. That's the thing. The RNG it, did you, not help. Me. Yeah, you can have a bad game with the RNG on that. I I quite enjoyed it. I would certainly be open for playing it again. It's not like my favourite game ever, but oh. if someone suggested a game of Carcassonne, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll, yeah, I'm up for one round of that. No, it's not bad for half an hour. It it wasn't it wasn't a game that was like this is unenjoyable. This is bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else did we play? Let's do the other um, board game. Pardon? Shall we do the other board game? What other? Oh, the other one we played at uh, my parents. Yeah, we played Ticket to Ride. Uh, specifically, we played Ticket to Ride Europe. It's true. Uh, so yeah, we we this was this was the the gift I got for, uh, that we got from my parents mm -hmm. for 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 the the festive period. Yes. Uh, they they play board games sometimes. I think they were a little daunted by the prospect of. This and then they got it pretty quick. Well, we read the instructions, which helped, and then yeah. just we were just like, "We'll, we'll, we'll teach you. Don't, don't worry. We'll learn um, it so that you can know it." Yeah, but the basic idea is you've got this map of Europe with all these sort of like places where train lines can be placed, mm -hmm. and each one requires like tickets, uh, a certain number of tickets of a certain color to build a train track, mm -hmm. and you're trying to build, uh, you're trying to complete these missions that are like build a train track from here to here and you have three short routes and one long route plus you get points just for the length of any particular section of train track you do anyway mm -hmm. and it's about trying to like get your routes in before other people cut you off and yep. working out like what's the best way to do all these things i'm supposed to do with building train tracks yeah and obviously, like strategically trying to pick up the right cards from the from the pile, or do you want to take hidden ones, like just on the off chance they might uh, be the right ones from the top of the pile, and then also getting more chance of getting the rainbow, like the the wild cards. Yeah. So there's these rainbow cards that could be used as any rainbow. color. 
Uh, and the issue with those is if they're face up on the card row and you want to take it, it counts as taking two cards. So it's like, ah, that can be anything I want it to be, but that's going to lower the total number of cards I get. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an interesting little game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting asked that one. Yeah, we we really got into it. I I think my parents quite enjoyed it. I think they, they seem to. Yeah, they seem to. I, I'm very up for playing more Ticket to Ride. That, yeah. that, it really scratched an itch for me that I'm like, ooh, that, that's a game I like. I think our board gamey friends have it, so that will be a chance. I think next time we go see our board gamey friends for a board game day, I think we should suggest Ticket to Ride. Mm. Uh, so do you want to talk about uh, that other one that you did? Well, that one at the top. Um, yeah. I played uh, some Super Hot VR. Super Hot. Super Hot. Uh, I, I need to go back to it. Um, I didn't bother to move our table at all out of the way, <laughs> and that made the VR setup a little bit difficult for like flying around doing stuff. But because ideally we'd have moved the table or been closer to our uh, VR camera, but it's it is one of the most impressive things I've seen in VR. It's mm. it's a game about trying to do a bunch of like murders when you're outnumbered by people trying to kill you. But the gimmick, and this is the same as the 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 base game of Superhot, is. The world doesn't move unless you're moving. So it's all about, like, it's the most bullet time. You mm. control when time moves. Although, mm. whereas the original game is more about if you move at all. Yeah. Like, you couldn't look around. And obviously yeah. that would be a problem in VR. So Yes. There was a lot of times when you were able to move your head around. As long as you kept your arms perfectly still, you could yeah. sort of make it's... your plans. And then sometimes you just to try and speed up a little bit, you just sat there waggling, and it's <laughs> hilarious to watch for the. Outside. I imagine <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's in in the VR version, it is just moving your hands because those are the things that can interact with the world. They're the things that, like, you can like steal someone's gun out their hand, hit them, punch them in the face, throw a sword at them, or something. Mm -hmm. But. I have never felt so badass as in that game. Like, I need to come go back to it because being inhabiting a a, a bullet time murder cutscene is really fucking cool. And it's nice also that you don't move at any point, whereas yeah. obviously the original one you were running around and doing stuff from, from the point of view of not getting motion sick in yeah. VR. Yeah, you you basically just stand on one spot and people run at you, and it's about like dodging the bullets and getting weapons and killing them before they reach you. I imagine the dodging feels pretty badass. Oh, the dodging feels so cool. And also the the other one you were doing was um using like a knife or something and just cutting the, the oh bullets my God. out of the air. <laughs> bullets coming at you and you slice them out the Ding. air is the coolest thing I've ever done in a video game. Like. I, I didn't care about trying to throw my blades at people. I was just like, no, I'm just going to... I'm going to hold cut. this. I'm going to cut your fucking bullets out of the air. I love it. Yeah. Uh, we played a game together. We did. We played all the way through Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah, we had a really good time. Yeah. We This is the thing we do every sort of winter, springtime. We will just pick a Zelda game and we'll play through it in a couple yeah. of sittings. Um... That game continues to be really fun. Mm. Um, well, initially it was uh, Majora's Mask, which you played while I was recovering from surgery. Yeah, because that was the first time you'd gone the whole way through that yes, game, wasn't I'd it? Yes, I started it several times but could not get past the water boss. Yeah, well this was one that we both played through before we both sort of know Multiple what we're doing. Times. Yeah, and it was really nice that we were both sort of helping out when one of us was like, I don't remember what we're doing, what we're doing. I'd forgotten a lot of the late game bits of that. Yeah, I I could remember a lot of the wares and things, but there yeah. were times where I was just like, Jane, what am I doing? How? I, do. I got through, you got through the water temple, no problem at all. I got through the um, spirit temple, no problem. Yeah. 
Oh, you were there was, that I had that one problem in the water temple where I forgot that there's that that room where you get the item in the big chest. That there's a hole behind the chest. I completely oh, forgot about that hole. That that threw me for a while. It's fine. As soon as I looked at the map, I was like, "You need to go here." Yeah. Once we went there, I was like, "Oh, okay. I know. What, I know what's up." Uh, I was doing really well until there. You did um, great, love. But yeah, we we had a lot of fun with with that. That continues mm. to be like. I understand why that game is so close to the top of so many people's best game of all time lists. Like, yeah. it has aged really well for a game that's what twenty five years old now, or mm-hmm. something. Probably something like that. It's, yeah. it's it's over twenty years old. I think it's okay. it still is a very good game. Definitely, um, we'd definitely play more of that. Yeah, uh, you've been playing a bunch of Smash Bros. I have been playing a bunch of Smash Bros. Yeah, how are you getting on with Smash Bros? I'm enjoying World of Light. Yeah, World of Light's really fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's never too difficult. So you can just sort of go, ah, well, I got my art handed to me at that. I'm going to go and try and get some more spirits and hopefully that will help me out or at least let me level up to a point where I can deal with that. World of Light is really nice as a way to... For me, I really enjoyed it for a way to learn new characters because it's just it just throws a bunch of really different sorts of fights at you and goes, learn how to deal with this. Yeah, I think you ended up changing characters more than I did. Yeah, you... Because I spent like... Maybe the first day in a bit soloing Kirby. And now I just go, Kirby, Captain Falcon, Kirby, Captain Falcon. The the way I did it was very much like, I stuck with the characters I knew I liked until I got some new characters I'd never tried. And Mm. was like, oh, I want to be better at this character. I'll be them until I get another new character. I think if I I ever find... Uh, one of the links. I will probably switch to a link. Yeah. But generally, I th- I think I played one or two games as uh, Mega Man and didn't do terribly well with that. And yeah. one or two with Marth. I I enjoyed a lot of the new the newer characters I played mm. as. Like I've been really enjoying um the Inkling. Inkling's really fun. I like the Inkling. Um, I very much. I I know he was in Smash on the Wii U, but I really like Cloud. Cloud's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I've been really enjoying some of the new ones. Oh, I, I quite like the we uh, the me me brawlers as well. <gasps> oh yes, I've yes. Got some, so I, I call uh, me brawler and the me. Um, I've just got the the blaster. Oh, the the gunner. Yeah, the gunner. Yeah, the the me fight. Sword fighter. The me fighters are surprisingly fun. Me the me sword fighter has become like one of my go to characters. I really fucking like them. I've made one, but I haven't unlocked it in World of Light yet. Yeah, so I cannot play with her. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear you're you're getting on with it. Perhaps we shall try to play against each other again. Because <laughs> yeah. when we first tried it, I was just like, I'm not ready for this. That's that's totally fair. I, I'm I'm really excited to see that you've been having fun with Smash. I certainly am enjoying it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you played some Puzzle Bobble. I did play some Puzzle Bobble, uh, which recently got released for Switch. Uh, it's still Puzzle Bobble. Um, shoot the bubbles. Shoot the bubbles. They, they fall the things. Down. They fall. They do a fall down. Yeah. They're, like I played so much Buster Move Two on PlayStation One, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, like long, 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 long ago, I had it. Um, fuck me, I must have been in my mid twenties, <laughs> um, or possibly younger, and oh fuck, yeah, early twenties. Um, <laughs> Life moves. Yeah, that's nearly half my life away. Um, 
yeah, played a lot of 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 uh, Buster Move Two, and I knew that Puzzle Bobble was like the one before that. So I was like, "Hey, it's on Switch, awesome!" And I was like, "Oh, there's way less to this." Yeah, it it it's pretty basic. It's very basic. I mean, it's still nice to play that like that mechanic, but it's not got as much to it as I would yeah. like. I still enjoy. Like, I think it's held up better than a lot of things at that age. Yeah. But like, it's. Puzzle it, games do, though. Yeah, puzzle games really do. Like, the core mechanic... It's like, you can go back to the original Tetris, and it's like, yeah, this is yeah. this is still Tetris. Uh, like, here, it's like, yeah, I'm missing a few things, but it's still it's still that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things we've played, we played... Uh, we did some D&D. We did a D&D campaign. Uh, we, did, we did a little one-shot that was sort of a sequel to one that we, we did before. Yeah, we, we dimmed. Yeah, I, I DM'd a little one shot about um, a group of people are in a bar and then a, 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 a I believe it was a sheep runs in with a yep. scroll of speak with animals around its neck and sets off a whole thing about like, oh, I'm a wizard, I was transformed, come come help me, come help me. Uh, that was very cool. Well done. I was really proud of that. I I, I, uh, I took bits of it from a uh, a pre-built one-shot and I did some tweaking to it. I'm really happy with how it all turned out. Mm. And I found excuses to stick memes into some of the names because I'm terrible. And we fought a bed dragon. Yeah, I fought bed dragon. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, that one. I got to play Eleanor Fendire again from uh, The Goblin's Feet. Yes. And Polyamory. Indeed. Uh, we, 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 the Goblin's Feet was a campaign that I ran, like... We, it's up on YouTube. I did it with you and Joe Parlock. Joe Parlock and, and Astrid Johnson. Yeah. Um, I also ran it with another group of my friends. And then we basically were like, we'll take Jane's character from her universe and we'll drop her in the other universe of basically the same story and we'll just make it one universe and we'll do another one shot. Yeah. Um, I enjoy DMing. I find it quite fun. Yeah, and I enjoy playing Ellie. Cause I used a smoke machine when the dragon showed up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am a bit extra. Well, we have all the stuff ready for UDP, so it was an option. Yeah. Um, Other things we played. We played some Ninja Turtles Munchkin. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played Munchkin before, and I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I'm really happy with how that turned out. Um, yeah. I'm glad I kickstarted it. Do you, do you want to explain Munchkin for it's anyone who doesn't? Munchkin. You kick down the door, you possibly fight a monster. And if you are equal to or greater than the level, or have enough items to allow you to, to fight the monster, you kill the monster and gain a level, and the first person to ten levels is the winner. Yeah. And that's basically it. With, with the Ninja Turtles, you have things like stances, which might give you bonuses. Mm. You will have like types of weapons, one-handed, two-handed. Then you've got armor that you can cover, <laughs> cover yourself with that will give various types of bonuses. Obviously, those will allow you to fight stronger enemies. Um yeah. It's it's a very simple, very fast paced, quite quite a short game. Well there's um, we we ended up playing quite a short game. It is there there is a bit more to it yeah, with yeah. more people, but um But it was Yeah, yeah it was a it was a very mechanically easy one to explain. Yeah. That like it was all very frantic and I enjoyed that. Uh, and Munchkin's another one where there is lots of potential for dicking people over. Indeed there is. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think that's everything we've played. I think we did all right to get through that in thirty-five minutes. It hasn't finished yet. No, we did. We no. play more things. We we played more things. Uh, we played Mass Effect. Oh yeah, we started playing Mass Effect. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is your first time on a Mass Effect, and Mass Effect One is a bit ropey. Yeah, lift simulator. <laughs> 
99 or whatever yeah. fucking year that came out. I think we've I think we've both been getting on better since we turned it down to easy. Yeah, but yeah. there was there was a lot of murder happening. And well, it wasn't that much murder. Like I only died a couple of times. There, there was a few sticking points where it was like I wasn't th- that room with the Krogan at the top of that lift. Yeah, that one I was like I ain't getting through here on on normal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but everyone on that ship is fucking thirsty. Oh, everyone! That's that is the thing. It, this has clearly not clicked with you so much. I enjoy the fact that it's an entire ship of very thirsty people who are all like, "We, we all just want well, fuck you, kept the commander." I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. Line up. Um, <laughs> sometimes I very much am. Sometimes I have those slightly grey A days. Yeah, and like I think that was one of the ones with Mass, Mass Effect. And it really felt like everyone I was talking to just wanted to fuck me. I was like, let's have a nice conversation with you, per member of crew. How are you doing? I'm falling for you, Commander. N- no. Well, Please, no. I will say. I just want to have a nice chat. At least, if you say, no, I'm not interested, they do back off at least. Hmm. Which is nice. There was that, but the, the overall levels of thirst was it, was getting a bit much on Everyone, Everyone is very respectful of your, like, oh, I'm terribly sorry, I've clearly misread this situation, we'll go back to being just friends, and that's yeah. totally okay. Yeah, definitely, but I, I, I think it was just the sort of... You could feel it coming. Yeah. That's... It's like, I'm trying to have a conversation and learn your backstory. Yeah. But, like, is the, the thing. Like, one of the things I love about this series... Like, I, I, I've I, been interested to play this with you, even if, like, it doesn't necessarily click so much with you, mm. just because it's, it's one of my favourite game series. Yes. And there was a few things I wanted you to see that I'm like, I think this is done really well. Um... I love the alien designs yeah. in that universe. I like the, 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 the big ones with the monotone voices that, that state what their, their sentence is about before they start speaking. Please dance, sir. Oh, 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 please. Please dance, sir. I enjoy that too. Oh, please, your yeah. friend. Please, your uh, Please come to the real world. Yeah. Because it's so easy to talk I, to you because you make everything yeah. explicitly clear I, at the beginning of a sentence. I like, I like that not all of the... Spe- they don't feel the pressure to make all the species basically different colours of human. Yeah. Um... Like, it's, not, it's not Star Trek or Doctor Who. E- even the humanoid <laughs> ones are all very different. Like, you've got um, Tali on the ship who was in that um, sort of decontamination suit mm-hmm. the whole time. You've got the sort of lizard face one. Yeah. Uh, you've got, yeah, you've got the sort of jellyfish blobs that go around. Like, there's a you've lot got of... You've Asari with the head tentacle things. Yeah, it's... But as, as much as that, like, I really like that there's so much variation in the ways they communicate. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting different communication styles from different species which I always what think is really the, cool um, sort of the the very tall ones with the dangly appendages that are quite religious oh the um uh, the, H. pardon? began with an H uh, the Hanar? Uh, Hanar yes it. yes the Hanar Hanar the Hanar are interesting yeah they're very yeah. Uh, I, I like the Salarians which was the sort of like a uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a pedantic doctory type. Yeah. Um, I'll see if I can find you a picture of a Solarian. Which one's um, Solarian? Is they the ones with the sort sort of horns on top and the eyes that the their eyelids go up from the yes, bottom? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Those yeah, ones yeah. are the Solarians. I, I like. I yeah. think they're interesting. I they're like. Quite cute. I like the Krogan who are just like, we can't, we can't have kids anymore. Let's just fucking fight everything. They they are basically the the Klingon sort yeah. of. Of, of this universe, I, I I found the Rachni really interesting. That one with the big queen. That we yeah, found. With, the, with the bug people. Yeah, the sort of bug people that like there was that interesting. There was that moral quandary of, 
what what do you what do you what do you do in this situation? I killed them. I I did not in my playthrough, but I found that really interesting. It's it's been interesting to watch you play it in slightly different ways. But I th- I think an- another thing that's been a bit weird with that, with the way I did that, like right early on at the beginning of the game, you were like, "Hey, if it happens on the left, it's basically um like learning more things. If it if it's on the right side of that sort of a dialogue wheel, yeah. it's." Progress the conversation. Uh, progress the conversation, and it's like top good, middle neutral, bottom bad. Yeah, I was open about well, not not good and bad necessarily, but it's like that once, is how you explained. I, I tried to explain it again later and be like, it's more goody two shoes and hard ass. It's it's which ultimately led to me like almost universally going top option. Then I want to be nice to people. Top option until oh. it came to genocide, and you were like, nope, I'll just kill all of them. Well, there were reasons for that. Yeah, no, you, you, you will. Because you explained explain. the outcome to me. I was like, no, genocide for those, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I, I explained some of the, the immediate outcomes. Yes. Yeah, it's... I I like those games. Yeah. They're, they're not perfect. Particularly that first one has a lot of problems. Too but many lifts. Too we many... did get to kill off the spacist, though. Oh, yeah, we, 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 we had... Uh, Ashley died in our playthrough because Oh no, she, horrible race space um, racist. Oh no, died. she's a spacist. Um I, I was explaining to Jay and I was like, don't worry, if you don't like her, we have an opportunity like someone's gotta die, we can let it be the spacist. It was every everywhere we went, she was just like, I can't tell the aliens from the, the, the animals. I'm oh like, you're gross. Yeah, Ashley's gross. And there's also that guy on the bridge I, that, that does it too. Oh, like, uh, oh press, press, uh, Prescott. Prescott. Should we have aliens on our, on oh, our, on our ship? Yes, we fucking should. Don't, don't make me chase you at the airlock. If, if we play more than this first one, there's a lot less spacism. Oh, good, because I don't yeah. like the space racism on yeah. my ship. So, I, here's the thing: Mass Effect Two, I think, is like most people who have played it agree. Like, oh, one of the best games of all time. You gotta get through a slightly ropey first game to like. I I've never been one of the people who's like you should just start with the second one because mm. I'm like the first game does a lot of the groundwork for these species and what's yeah. important to them. And also, and don't stuff. get me wrong, like I don't think that that shouldn't be in a game because obviously it makes you like think about certain things about yeah. the world, and that adds a dynamic because you know, I'm I'm not gonna say I have to live in my little bubble. Yeah, but on my own personal ship, I will eject you out the airlock if you're oh, space yes. racist. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, any other thoughts on Mass Effect so far? Uh, I'm keen to finish it. Are you and get away from all the lifts? Yeah. Do you think you might want to play the second one afterwards? Oh, well, ah, that's nice. Yeah. Even if nothing else, I'm glad that you like. If I want to talk to you about Mass Effect now. You you have a reference point for what I'm on about. I do. Yeah. I also got uh, finally got some of the Saints Row Four stuff. Like, oh, the ship is not dissimilarly laid out, and <laughs> the the thirst meter. Yeah, is... yeah. That... Although the thirst meter in 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 SR Four is is very much generated by what you choose to do. Hey, Kinsey, yeah. wanna fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um. So you the play... only. Yeah, I think the only other game I've got on here you play I... have played a beautiful and very sweet and adorable game. I've been playing Steven Universe: Save the Light. Yeah. Um, it's a Steven Universe RPG that is out on Switch at the moment. It's kind, of, it's not important to have played the first one, but it's kind of a sequel to a phone game that I believe was called um, uh, it was like defend the light or protect the light or it was another Steven Universe something the light game that was on iOS um. 
basically this like little pyramid shows up, it's projecting like gem monsters, you fight them off, turns out the uh, the prism thing's actually quite nice when you get to know it, and it stops fighting people, it's all oh. very nice. Um, this RPG, a new gem comes down from Homeworld and goes, hey, that, that prism thing, that's mine, it's meant to be a weapon, come come be my weapon. And Steven's like, no, it's my prism friend, I'm gonna go save it. Uh, and you you build up a big party to go to a, do an adventure around big uh, Beach City, and you can do cool fusions. Yeah, like the whole thing's all in places you've seen in Steven Universe. Um, I initially was a little concerned it was going to be a bit light on uh, options <laughs> in in combat. Yeah, you start off with like a two person party, and each person has like two things they can do and it it's an act it's one of those uh atb systems uh i think it's called yeah where it's a turn-based game but you have like a certain number of points that recharge every so often and you spend those points to do your move so like a big move takes more points you've got to wait longer to have your points Mm. um once you get a bit further into it you have more characters and each character has more abilities unlocked it becomes a lot clearer that there's actually a really interesting uh, combat system with a lot of interwoven mechanics where, like, lots of characters will pair very nicely with each other. Hmm. Um, great example. Um, Greg, uh, Greg Universe, his whole deal is you can spend a couple of points to get him playing music, and his music can do one of three things. It can heal, it can do damage, or it can speed up your, your action point meter. But you don't have to spend points continuously to do that. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he'll continuously do that effect for the same very low number of points. So you then pair him, say, with someone like Connie, who for a few points, you can place her in front of Greg and go, if anyone tries to attack Greg, she'll take the hit. And that allows you to get... Greg's effects continuing to go on without being paused. Hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of things like that that interconnect really nicely. Yeah. Where you pair certain characters together, the more you do things for other members of your party, it builds up a, a sort of happiness meter between the two of you. So, for example, if Stephen spends a lot of time healing Connie because Connie is taking all the hits to protect Greg, every time Stephen heals Connie, their friendship will go up. When that's maxed out, they can then do their special combo attack, which for some people is like... I think for Greg and Connie, it's like, hey, they do a song and it boosts Connie's stats. If it's two people who can fuse, they get to do their fusion and they get a new wheel of moves that's specific for that. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun little combat system. Yeah, it looks it. Uh, it's, and it's, it's nice to look at as well. Like It's, I, it's, it's nice seeing that sort of... Um, like paper cutout yeah everything's like 2d layered stuff it's all very like very crisp 2d thin artwork Hmm. and it's all the original voice actors it's all the original voice actors yep um and not a lot of it's voiced but there are voice lines for the cutscenes and stuff um the music's really nice there's a lot of incentive to come back later and to like discover lots of secrets in levels Mm -hmm. The, the puzzles yeah. are quite sort of fun. Yeah, I, I've asked for your help on a couple that yeah. I got stuck on where I was just not seeing the wood for the trees. But yeah, it's 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 been quite sort of fun to sit and watch you play. Yeah, I um I think I'm getting toward the end. I think I'm in like the last section of the game now. But yeah, I I was a bit worried. Like the price tag is like twenty quid or something, mm. and considering the first game was like a fiver on iOS, I was like. 
is it gonna is it gonna justify that? Totally did. Yeah. Like, and I, and the other thing with the Steven Universe games is I've heard some bad things about some of them. Yeah. Like there was the one that was is basically Toe Jam and Earl, and there's been some problems with that. Then there was the one that was a bit Wind Wakery. Yeah. And I've heard that that's got lots of crashing problems. Yeah. There's there's a few game like, and I was also worried about like, is it going to be too simple because it's a kids game? No, this game is this game is kicking my ass. It's got some depth. Yeah, it's got some difficulty. Got some depth. Um. I've spent a lot of time concerned I'm going to die, but mm-hmm. not because the game is bad, because I suck. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've i had a great time with that. Yay. So, shall we move on to the next section of the podcast? <sighs> yeah. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, I guess. Uh, happy New Year. It's another year in which we can make shed loads of money. Yeah, it's I a mean, Happy New Year in my book. My resolution, we exploit our workers and our customers simultaneously. So, so I've got a I've got a new idea. I've got a new idea of how we can we can save on some money. Sure, so, shoot. So, you know, we've got that QA department who we we have to pay for them to like Look at the game, see if it's good, tell us if it's good, tell us what it's sort and whatnot. Yeah. So. Those people take a lot of flogging. Exactly. I'm thinking, we don't get rid of them entirely. It's no. important we have a few people that actually know what they're doing. Yeah. But I don't think we need as many of them as we got. No, I no. think, I think, putting that bird out on, on uh, you know, social media. Yeah. We just say, hey, are you a gamer? Do you like games? Do you want to? Do you want to play them before anyone else? Do you want to? Do you want to be really cool and be able to tell your friends that you play a game first, or even that like you're getting involved with us as a company? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're there's that all that brand loyalty that we exactly. really managed you're, to drum into these you're people. You're becoming. Online. You're basically becoming one of the developers. You're. Yeah. You're. You know. It's that important. Yeah. Yeah. Come do free work for us. Come, come, come play test for us and we don't have to, like, whip you. Yeah. Come, come in for an afternoon. We probably won't whip you, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and you you can say that you played the latest uh, the the kicky football uh, twenty twenty and and um, whatever the latest uh, one we got from that company that we bought that we're making them do stuff that they've never had to do before. We're really upping the budget. Yeah. And and, and then I guess we can just whip members of the public if the Metacritic scores ain't well, good enough. This is the thing. This is the thing. It's like. You, we you don't even you don't even have to like force them to do the work. You don't even have to whip them if you don't want. Like yeah, still want to whip them, but like of course you can save that energy if you don't want to because they will willingly walk in and do work for us because we make it sound like a reward when really it's unpaid work that we just don't want to pay for. You are a fucking genius. Do you have this problem? Ah, I really don't want to do the housework. It's a lot of work. It's not fun. I do have that problem, exactly. (laughs) Have you tried pretending it's a video game? I've just levelled up in Hoovering. (laughs) Bored of the cooking? Now it's Cooking Mama. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I'm on a limited time! (laughs) Cleaning the living room? Now it's preparing a hidden object game. Haha, I will just delicately drape this blue thing across the edge of this bookshelf and then no one will find it. (laughs) Washing up the bathroom? Now it's viscera cleanup detail. Why is it when I clean this cupboard, more things fall out of it and there are more chunks? Also, what's with all these organs? (laughs) Who left these in the bathroom? (laughs) Maybe not that one, but you get the idea. 
Lastly, rearranging your cupboards, it's Tetris. Tomatoes and I guess some coconut milk there. Oh no, the back row of the cupboard all vanished. (laughs) So, next time you're bored of doing the housework, try turning it into a video game. So, what have you put in your eyes? I watched season 8 of Voltron, which is the final season. The final season? Yeah, there's no more of that Netflix Voltron. Um, I didn't know going in it was the final season, and there was a point about two-thirds of the way in where I was like, I hope this is the final season, because this is escalating incredibly high stakes, and I don't... I can't imagine how you escalate beyond this. Yeah. Um, and I was glad that they did their big, like, this is as far as we can escalate, and we know to stop here. Mm. Um... <laughs> I have some minor complaints. Um, I don't want to be too specific because I don't want to spoil things, but um, there are some tropes that were fallen into toward the end. I get why they did them. They didn't ruin the experience, but they're things I would nitpickily complain about. Um, but generally, it ended on a very sweet note. Um, a lot of characters got to have very fulfilling ends to their arcs. Uh, the final shot of the show is like, okay, it's nice that you ended on that after you kind of didn't do this particular story arc justice earlier on. I'm glad you you made that the end of the show. I am very happy overall with Netflix's Voltron. Um, It's a very enjoyable show. It has some great action, some great laughs. I think it... I'm glad it didn't go on any longer than it did. I think as it is, it it maybe went on a little longer than it should have done, but I am glad the show exists, and I hope that this is... I hope that this sort of level of quality and length is what we get out of She-Ra. I'd be very happy if we got eight very good seasons of She-Ra. Yeah, and and mm. if they can crank them out at that speed as well. Oh gosh, yeah, like every like... Ultron. Every like three, four months there seems to be another series of Ultron. Ultron, <laughs> yeah. uh, What about you? What do you watch? Uh, well, we watched something together... <gasps> We watched that Bandy Snatch. Bandy Snatch. Yeah. Uh, it's the new the, Black Mirror. Yeah, the first new bit of Black Mirror before the new season starts. It came out on December sometime. It's a choose your own adventure thing. Yeah, we we had a fun afternoon trying yeah. out all the various bits of that. I I've I've done a lot of choose your own adventure narrative stuff before. Like this isn't the first thing to do interactive choose your own narrative. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the story they were trying to tell justified the storytelling method. Yeah, I don't think there's any other way they really could have told that story. Yeah, and I think that the storytelling method going in blind really worked. Yes. We the first time we had like an ending and then it just kicked right back into the start and things started to change a bit. We were like, "Oh. Hang on." <laughs> yeah, there there's some really interesting endings to that. Yeah, there's and and the way like having to redo certain bits, especially some of the bits near the beginning. Yeah. And how that has effects on later loops. Yeah, like, the huh? Yeah, there there are some moments of that like where I was like, "Oh, oh, oh ha." And and as you progress further on, sometimes it will do like a little recap. Like it'll spin through like up to that point, and sometimes bits in that change, and you're just like, "Hang on, that's <laughs> not how that, huh? That's not quite how that happens." Yeah, it's it's fun. I don't think it's necessarily 
groundbreaking. I don't think it's, like, the first thing to ever do this type of thing. But it, it was a lot of fun, and we kept getting surprised by it. Yeah, and, and fun is the important thing, yeah. really. It, I think it's well worth experiencing. Yeah, definitely. I would, re- I would do a recommend. Yeah. I we had a good time with it. Yeah, I is uh, spoilers for the, like the next thirty seconds. I love the Netflix ending. Oh my god, the Netflix ending. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's go no further into it. But that that set of endings is great. <laughs> um, we we giggled a lot when we saw that. It was like, what? I think that might have been my favorite branch. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, other things I've watched. I started watching the newest season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I've been meaning to get around to. Yeah. Um, that show continues to be really good. It's it's developed a lot from where it started. It This season is dealing a lot with um, really interesting themes about people in positions of privilege going, no, I will take punishment because I, I should. I, I, I need to go through punishment. Um, but not really actually experiencing that that punishment. Mm. Um, the whole point of this season, a little, little bit of spoilers, um, end of the previous season, character who got diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder basically decides she's like, I've done a bunch of shitty things in this show and never had to pay consequences. And she has an opportunity to get out of trouble for something and she goes, nah, I'm going to take, take prison time because I should, because I... You know, I've been a bad person and I should pay my penance. And then there's a few episodes where she's in prison and it's just people in prison going, no, I'm in prison because, like, I did a totally justifiable thing and, like, the system fucked me over and prison is terrible. You have the opportunity not to be here. Get the fuck out. Like, the fact that you're tourism in being in prison mm. for, for your own to massage your ego and feel like a better person no just get out yeah it's it's an interesting conversation from a show that starts off as like ah she's doing all the bad things and ah mm. it's fine because she's in love yeah and critics girlfriend like uh, uh, although i'm not as into it as you are like i i do like that certainly as it moves further on it goes away from that rom-com yeah. ideal of someone does ridiculous thing and that is seen yeah. as romantic or someone does something that is just plain problematic and hurts yeah. other people but that because they're the they're the protagonist, protagonist that they're, they're allowed to get away with it they're allowed to you know yeah. fuck someone else over because they particularly wanted this there's, guy or girl or... yeah there's this great thing in the first i think it's in the first season where they basically bring up a character who is a mirror of our terrible evil protagonist and it, this this guy is basically he's in love with our protagonist and he does all the things that she has done but they just present them as like no, how dare he do those things? He's a terrifying stalker and he's he, he's evil and he should never do that. Hang on, he's doing all the things our protagonist is doing. Mm-hmm. But just, he's not the perspective character. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's consequences for the protagonist and it deals a lot with, like, it doesn't just stop with you, you got caught. It's like, okay, why did you do those things? Okay learning to process mental health conditions and not using them entirely as a crutch, but also, like, how you learn to put that into your mental processing. And yeah. It's a it's a, it's a better show than it has any right to be, I think. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I'm continuing to enjoy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. 
Uh, what about you? We watched the festive episode of Ogretzko. Oh, yeah, that was a fun little thing. More Ogretzko. There was less metal in it than I would have liked, but yeah, they I, told a good story. I could have done with more metal, and I could have done with less... I only like you if I can be with you romantically. Yeah, that, that was like. I'm hoping be that, friends, damn it. Yeah, I just be that, friends. I want that to get nipped in the bud, but like, I like this universe, and I was happy to have more regrets go. Yeah, I definitely want to see. Definitely want to see more regrets go, and more of the, the rest of the characters in that. But it was a festive episode, so I guess they were just trundling it out to yeah. to go. Hi, more of this. <laughs> yes. Uh... We also watched the final season of A Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, I was really happy with that. Yeah. Um, I've only ever read up to the 13th book. I never read any of the supplemental material that came out afterwards. So I was caught a little off guard by the ending, but I wasn't... Yeah. So I wasn't... Like you've got another whole six books that you might read. <laughs> I wasn't upset by it by any means. I thought it was a really... I thought it was a nice way to end. Hmm. There was a little mystery. It's like, you yeah, it might still go bad, but like... Yeah, there was still sort of more. It felt like there was more to say, and yeah. that just like how you had entered the world, that there was all this going on beforehand. That yeah. you were essentially in, in media res. You you left in much the same way. Like, hi, that's that, that, that that's that done. But the world will still continue, even yeah. though you There's... you you get off here. But this, yeah, this there is might you might be getting off at a moment of reprieve, but you know well that things can go bad at a moment's notice. Still, yeah. but I continue to think that show is just like everyone who acts in that show is giving it a hundred and ten percent. Like it's it's such a good adaptation. I mean, I haven't read the book, so but like. Things that are based on other media don't tend to be this good. Mm. Like, that are adaptations, even if you're not looking at, like, the quality of the adaptation, yeah. the piece of media doesn't tend to be this good. And you're a big fan of the original books, so yeah. I imagine that, like, as somebody who is a big fan of the original books, to, to go, I really enjoy this series, yeah. is they, they were, not common. No, they, like, up until that bit of ending, which, as I understand it, is based on supplemental material I've not read, but... The whole thing was incredibly faithfully done. Uh, faithfully done. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty much a one-for-one retelling of those books at a really good pace. And I, I, I'm just really impressed with it all. Yeah. Um, it felt like... I think I made this comparison while we were watching it. It felt a lot like the... Um, uh, what's the what's the villain that's played... Uh, that's uh, Deadpool. The one that's an arsehole. <laughs> um... Yeah, it felt a lot like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole um, Neil Patrick Harris being um, a big <laughs> Count Olaf. It felt like you've got someone in a titular role in this who it's clearly their passion project and you can see them having a great fucking time as they mm. do it. And I think that carries over the show. Yes. Like, I don't think you could have had... This show would have been so good without Neil Patrick Harris being totally fucking in love with this world and being like, I am going to be the best Count Olaf that there can be. I think he ca- he carried a lot of that show's brilliance. Mm. Also, tentacle dress. Oh, that tentacle dress. That's that. a good dress. Yeah, I, I'm so happy with that. Like, considering the only adaptation we had before was, like, the first three films wedged into one, like, 70-minute film that just was terrible... I'm glad we got a second chance at that. Never watched the film. Don't particularly oh, care for Jim Gary. No, don't, 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 <laughs> don't. Won't. Yeah. 
Uh, did we watch anything else? I think that is all of our watch ed things. Ooh, so <gasps> time for this. Ooh. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? It's artdrawery.com. Ah, artdrawery.com. That one that has YouTube adverts sometimes where they make it seem like it's going to be super easy for you to learn art if you just pay the money. That's the one. That's the one. So, I have to say, Laura, do you want to learn to draw amazing art? I do. I've tried before it. I suck at it. It's simple. No, it really is simple. It's simple. It's really simple. Like, you'd think that you'd have to, like, learn and study and, and, yeah, and get basic techniques down and stuff, but it's really simple. You would think that it would be years of practice and hard work and practice and practice and practice. And but, practice. But no, is it really simple? It's really, really simple. You just have to pay them some money. I just gotta pay them some money and, like, before I know it, I'll be drawing, like, the best artist. Like, why am I even... I'm paying an illustrator for my book. Why am I even doing that when I could just pay this course? Exactly. I suggest you stop paying them immediately and yeah. give all of your money I'm screwed. to this website. I'm screwed. I just paid them their their uh, their advance on their art. Curse you! Curse you! If only I had known about dotheartdrawing.com or whatever we called it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's artydrawpossibly.com <laughs> For yeah. 15% off your first order That's Q and PS 49 It I really think. is It really is simple It's really simple it's So simple. they have paid art, us to say Art's simple why, why, why don't you just do art? It's really simple It's simple It's really simple You can draw amazing art Hello This is a public information broadcast Today we will be discussing Unicorn Dance Party. Now, while it has just been a unicorn dance party in the past couple of weeks, remember that UDP can be whenever you want it to be. Exactly. Are you having friends around that you have not seen for a while? Perhaps you will just break out the dancing. Put on some tunes. Gather yourself a unicorn horn and dance the night away. You can have more than one UDP in a year. You do not have to have UDP on its regularly scheduled, recognised annual date. You can have as many or as few UDPs as is appropriate for you. It's true. Wherever you find love, it feels like unicorn dance party. Particularly if the winter has not gone home yet, you can do another unicorn dance party that might just help kick winter in the balls again. Indeed. Kicking winter in the balls is clearly what it's all about. Or is it also about companionship and friendship? It's about all of these things, and more. Remember, you may have UDP whenever you wish. Should we have another? I'm up for that. Go get the smoke machine. Naturally. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ear holes? I'm just trying to find what I've put in my ear holes. My um, ear holes. I, okay, so I started listening to a new podcast. A new podcast? Yeah, so this was one that my friend Makeda has been recommending for a while. Hi, and I, uh, I, I started listening, I, I listened to the first two episodes. It's called The Penumbra Podcast. Yes. Uh, this is one of those, like, sort of like a nightmare type thing. It's a, it's a narrative, uh, 30 minute to an hour long episodes. Like, it's a scripted narrative podcast. And the, it, as I understand it, as the series goes on, it's a bunch of short stories about a bunch of different people, I think. But um, the first two episodes were about this detective called Juno Steele, sort of in bit in the future. We've got space travel and stuff now. Um, 
basically trying to solve a murder. And it's a really interesting thing, because this person's been murdered, and the detective's name has been written on the wall in blood saying, you'll be next. <sighs> so he's got a vested interest. It was a really interesting... It, it had some very uh, esoteric, um, slightly bizarre kind of character designs going on. Mm. Some real good, shocking reveals that I didn't see coming. It was a really well done couple of hours of, of fiction that had me very interested in this world. The bit I heard was very awesome and noir. Yeah, it's 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 very like future space noir. Hmm. Um like a lot of it was following here is skeptical noir detective and person who's been brought in to help him because this case involves like hey it's a thing that's rumoured to be cursed. We'll bring in our curse expert and it's like I don't want a curse expert. Curse is a bunk and it's like nope you have him now. And he basically just acts like Girahim from Skyward Sword, which I love. Um, but yeah, had a lot of fun listening to that. Ooh. What have you been listening to? Um, I'm technically it's a visual medium, but really I've been listening to the Oddballs. Yes. Uh, it's on Eat Me JP's channel on YouTube. Uh, it is a D and D. Uh, oh well, not Dungeons and Dragons. It is a real play podcast. Uh, with. Uh, set in about 1992, and mm. a bunch of kids find themselves in this weird um, sci-fi fantasy of, you know, alternate dimensions and weird mind control things, and I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's been really interesting. I I think I've recently sat down and listened to about the most recent six episodes, about two and a half to three hours each, uh, pretty much end to end. And it's it's been really good. I am really digging this series. I think I mentioned like way back when episode one came out, but still very much recommending this. And this series has really picked up. So yeah, I definitely recommend a bit of interesting that with uh, Jesse Cox DMing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he seems to be a really good, talented DM. He is good at weaving a world, it seems. Yeah. Uh, so, what else have we got? Um... I listen to a bunch of old MCR songs, um, and I think you've got a thing on your list that's sort of connected to this, or mm-hmm. maybe go to next. But uh, basically, we listened to um, a Black Parade cover album, which we'll get to in a minute, and that just got me remembering there's a lot of MCR tracks that I haven't listened to in a while and I really love. So I just wanted to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of like specific tracks. Um, let me find them, let me find them. Uh, Fake Your Death, which was uh, from May Death Never Stop You, which I think was like a 10th anniversary. Um, it was a big like compilation album after the band split up and it was the one new track on the album. Hmm. It's a really nice like send off to the band, but it's also just this really... <sighs> it's a really kind of somber, mellow track about like, hey, it's okay to feel, to, f- to struggle... A lot of people who you look up to probably struggle too. Yeah. It's it's okay. You're gonna be fine. Just keep going. You're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. It's a really lovely little track. Um, my way home is through you. I forgot about which I I really like. Um, I liked a lot of the uh, the, the the sort of rough mixes that came out of that um tenth anniversary album. So stuff like not that kind of girl party at the end of the world. Um, kill all your friends. My, uh, there's there's a lot of really nice little bits of tracks. So just, I went back and listened to MCR's discography, and oh. I enjoyed that. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that cover album we listened to? You put that cover album on. I don't know 
you you have more yeah. of the details on that. Ah, you put it on the list. I'll I'll mention it then. Um, so I think it was Rock Sound magazine. Um, this was again around the tenth anniversary of the Black Parade. We're just like, hey, we'll get a bunch of bands together and like put put together a cover a cover album. Um, I don't know most of the bands who were on it. I know Twenty One Pilots did uh, a cover of Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was a nice cover album. Uh, I like a couple of the tracks toward the end that have got um, femme vocalists on them, which are quite Mm -hmm. nice. Um, Yeah, it just, it's a nice album. Yeah, and um, we linked into that via the fact that someone had sent you a version of Cancer that had the 21 Pilots version laid over the original. Yeah, it was both of them sort of laid over each other, and it was a really nice mix. It was slightly eerie. Yeah, it was a bit eerie, but I liked the combination. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I would recommend finding that 21 Pilots plus MCR, like, mashup track that's out there. That's oh, quite nice. Yeah. And Cancer is probably my favourite track off that album anyway, so that's totally it was nice yeah. to hear another version of it. Yeah. What else have you been playing? What else have we been playing? Well, that would involve going back uh, to the beginning of this listening podcast. Listening to, listening, too, too many, too many word. <laughs> too many word. Too um, many word. I started listening to yet another podcast, you know, because I don't have enough podcasts in my life. <laughs> Uh, the Unexpectables. Oh yes, I don't know if other, you know this one. Yeah, this is the other D and D one you've been listening to. That's yes. got um, I think it's got uh, Takahara One Hundred and One. Uh, what's his name? Curtis Curtis Arnott. I, I think is on it. Don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, I looked this up before. I think that's why it shows up in my YouTube subscriptions. Um, I only I I discovered it while looking through Castbox for like new new podcasts mm. um, as and the description doesn't actually tell you who's in it they just say it is the uh, uh, follow the travels try uh, and the travels and tribulations of task the cobbled ranger Grekles the uh, kingu rogue panic at the disco I know every time I hear his name I have to <laughs> uh, panic the tiefling bard and borky the orc it's time to get orky it's time to get borky <laughs> um as they traverse the dangerous and mysterious lands of Alavast, and the capital city that hosts the bu- uh, hosts a bungle of characters, magic, and villains, uh, the episode I was listening today, they did drifting in a donkey cart while trying to escape from some people trying to kill them. Um, it's really fun. They have a nice interaction. Um, they have a femme DM, which is interesting yeah. to hear not an all boys cast yeah as is very often the case with D podcasts that that is often the case um so yeah it, I, i'm having a lot of fun with that um what is on Castbox? i don't know if it is available anywhere else but i know it's on youtube because it shows up in my youtube subscriptions because i'm subscribed to one of the casts ah, maybe maybe that is that there is more of it available but as an audio podcast i think like the first two seasons haven't been done as as audio so they start with an episode zero which is something like an hour and a half recap of everything that has happened so far (laughs) um which was interesting considering recaps tend to be spoken quite quickly and i listen to everything on one and a half speed yeah so it was just like and now we begin um <laughs> yeah and it's a, it's a really interesting cast of people i don't really know anything about them as people but i am enjoying their podcast and most of the episodes are like 3 hours each so there is a a fuck ton to do and i think they're up to something like 70 odd episodes so yeah. There's a lot to get through. Uh, right. Well, so you got. I've got a couple of just individual songs I've been listening to because yeah. um, 
Spotify did a thing called Taste Breakers, where they were like, hey, these are songs that are in genres you don't normally listen to, but we think they'll be your jam. Oh. And I found some really good tracks in there, so do you mind if I rattle a couple off? Do it. Uh, so there's a track called You'll Be Mine by Lost in Majority. It's kind of like rock vocals and rock guitar layered over a very like video game sounding uh, synth backing. It's got really interesting quiet sections. It's got these real sort of like ebbs and flows of the the energy of the of the piece. Um, lyrically, it's from the perspective of sort of like someone very villainous who's captured the the the, the sort of maiden and the following struggles with guilt and his fear that he no longer, like, the longer he has his prisoner, the slow realisation that his victim isn't going to fall for him just because he kidnapped her. It's an interesting little track of, like, aha, aha, I have, I have captured, oh, 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 shit, you're crying, oh, oh, no, this was not a good plan at all. Um, so oh, I quite enjoyed that. Um, there's one called Free Pizza for Life by Ghost Mice. It's very, like, acoustic punk, very raw sound, um, about being young adults abusing a free pizza system at a local, like, mum and pop place, and just sort of... It, it uses that as a story to sort of talk about breaking the rules and just sort of living your best life when you're a bit of a carefree young adult. Hmm. Um, I think I've heard this story before. I don't know if it was through this song or not, but the story is basically, hey, this pizza place we used to go to had a... Te every time you buy a pizza you get a coupon 10 coupons you get a free pizza we started looking in the dumpster and realised they just throw out the coupons once they're done <laughs> uh, so we just got a bunch of coupons and used to go get free pizza they stopped us photocopying them after a while that was a that was a downside so we got in the car and just fucking ran away no 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 noise um, uh, ooh okay I've got one that I forgot I watched and I will mention it quickly because there's a listened attached to it I watched the Disney movie Hercules, which for years I've been like, I remember that really fondly. I want to rewatch it, and that film continues to be like very positive, very funny. No real like humor that I was like, oh, oh no, that doesn't fly. Yeah. It it was very in good taste. There was no like iffy humor. Um, it's about God. He, the, the the guy down in in hell is like. I'm not happy with you. You're going to screw up my plans. I'll try and turn you into a mortal. Doesn't quite manage it. The trials and tribulations that go on. The reason I bring it up is I really enjoyed, like, every Disney, every good, like, 90s Disney animated film has, like, that one good song where it's like, oh, that, that's the one. And this time it's a track called Go the Distance. Really softly sung track about wanting to feel like you found your home. Um, and hoping that finding approval from other people will make you feel less broken and alone. Mm. Um, it, it's just about trying to understand who you are, where you come from, and where you're going in life. And it's a really sweet little track of like, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna find where I'm supposed to be in this world, and I'll, I'll work it out. Um, so that's a few things I've listening to, listened to. What other things have you listened to? Yeah, the only thing, the only thing, quickly, the the only reason that uh, Hercules is now problematic is that James Wood, who voices uh, James uh, Wood, who voices uh, Hercules, uh, is horribly transphobic. Okay, that's fair. Nothing in the film's content <laughs> stood out to me. I forgot that James Woods is uh, is an arsehole of trans people. Mm. Oh, he gives a fantastic performance. He's an arsehole. Well, I mean, if you're going to be the Lord of the Underworld, I guess you have to be an arsehole. Yeah. Well, 
if, like me, you watch that film forgetting that James Woods <laughs> is an arsehole, it's a really good film. Uh, no, that's everything I've listened to, really. Uh, okay, I've got a few more songs to rattle off. I'll try and be quick. I hadn't really been commuting. It's basically been sitting at home on my ass, filling myself with deliciousness and, and playing video games. It's, it's literally just been this last games. week since I got home. For, like I stopped since being we on holiday. I was like, I don't know, I'm back at work. Drowning in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a track called Expectations by a band called Bondage Fairies. Ooh, hello. Uh, very sort of like pop track with a really funky drum line, mm. lots of wobbly synths, um, about trying to overextend yourself and trying not to have too much expectation from life. Mm. Really interesting little track. Um, really like an artist that I found called Johnny Polygon. I've picked up a few of their songs, but the one that I will mention is called Dead Meat. Very chill melody, but with a really nice, like, bass beat carrying it. Um, very easy to, like, bounce along to. Um, seems to be the, the flavour for all of Johnny Polygon's stuff. He's a, quite a nice artist. Um, track that I knew from before, but just got reminded of again. Uh, this Year by The Mountain Goats, which is a really good track for kickstarting a new year. Every time we get to January, I'm going to bring this song up. Uh, the the big the big like chorus hook is just the line I'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me, very like confidently sung. It's like yeah no I'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that song. That's that's a good one if you just want to feel like fuck yeah new year new me. Um, Shrimp uh, by a band called Dessa. Um, I. Mm, this is a really tough one to explain. It's only like a minute long, this track, and I need to listen to more Dessa, because this track really grabbed me. Yeah. Very bouncy beat over, like, light piano melodies. Uh, really fast, fascinating vocal line. Like, the vocals are what I'm really fascinated by. Mm. Um, femme vocal, uh, very fast rap. Not afraid to go between, like, articulated, very dancey words to... Occasional, like, impassioned screams in a really unique way. Um, her vocal style, I've never heard a voc- uh, particularly like a femme vocal that sort of dances and sort of plays with speed and pacing quite this way. Mm-hmm. So this this one track, Shrimp, is the one I've listened to and I was like, that's fantastic. I need to listen to more Dessa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, almost done with my song recommendations. <laughs> Sorry about this. Uh, Finishing Something You Worked Really Hard On by Lullatone. Really nice, gentle, ambient track. There's no words to it. It just kind of does what it says on the tin. It kind of captures that feeling of, there we go, I've worked really hard on that and it's done. And it's, that's, I'm really happy that it's done. Um, there's a track called Goblins by Necrogoblicon. That sounds um, awesome. And the only description I've put here is, what if Iron Maiden made songs about goblins? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's sort of Iron Maiden esque. It's a little bit Iron Maiden. It's like it's mostly Iron Maiden. A little bit of almost like contrast or someone Ooh. thrown in a little bit of that. And it's just this track about like goblins keep ruining my life. I tell people it's goblins, no one believes me. It's, it's goblins though. Um, really fun track. Just had a very fun energy to it. Um. And I think the last one, uh, I this was the first one I found while we were on, on break. Uh, I'm Cute by Eleven Acorn Lane. It's just electro swing about like, hey, let's let's not deny the, the, the truth. I'm cute. Yeah, and it's been very good for my self-esteem, this song, just putting on this nice boppy track where I'm like, yeah, I'm cute. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you are. So 
that's everything I've listened well, that's not everything I've listened to. That's the stuff that I thought there was time to race through. Because <laughs> my list was getting long already and I was like, uh, let's keep it short. I, I deliberately didn't mention any of the things we've previously mentioned on this show because otherwise the things we listened to on UDP when we were up all night dancing yeah. probably would have taken a while. Yeah, I had a similar moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, time for this. <laughs> Do you have this problem where family and friends are pointing out the extra pounds that you've put on over Unicorn Dance Party? Yeah. Well, try this workout to improve your situation. Raise your hand, extend a middle finger, okay, and tell them they can fuck off. Fuck you, Mom! Be proud of yourself. Don't let anyone body shame you. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> I'm happy with my gut. Yes, I am. I'm full of chocolate and happiness and love for myself. Hi, Alice. How are you doing? It's so good to see you. Oh, hey, Sally. What's what's going on? You, you, you're very different to last time I saw you. Oh, yeah. I, re- I respect my character. Oh, that being me. Oh, goodness, you've, you've respect. What, what what stats did you get rid of and what ones did you put things into? Yeah, I took all of the points I had out of anxiety and just put them into confidence and happiness. Okay, yeah, that seems like a good call. What else yeah. did you do? Well, you know, I, I got rid of some of the, the points uh, that I'd invested in boring. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I invested them in creative and intelligent. Oh, see, I I should really get around to this because, like, early on, I was a child. I made some silly decisions about about my my, my spec build. Same. Yeah, I was like, you know, I don't know what I I don't know what depression is. Maybe it's a fun difficulty modifier. Oops, shouldn't have poured all my points into depression. Yeah, you know how it is when you're a kid and you just think you're completely unstoppable. So I just put all the points in into into uh, depression. I spent all that time on my backstory, the whole, you know, parental issues and all yeah, of that. Yeah, because you're just... like, you know, it'll be challenging, it'll be yeah, fun. And like then it's a challenge. Like, yeah, and then it turns out, no, 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 just no, 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 no. 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 Yeah, no. And, and someone just sort of was like, hey, have you considered just respecting? And I was like, oh my God. Just I, respec. Oh, goodness. Now, if only I could find one of those items that lets me respec, I could deal with my shit. Well, if I find another one, because it's a single-use item, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. But but if I find another one, I will send it your way. Thank you. I could really do with a good old respec. Respec yourself. <laughs> respec yourself. Question time! It's time for questions! What's the questions? Ah, well, hang on. Gavos <laughs> uh, Filewski would like to know if there was a statue, a statute of gaming crimes, what would be the punishment for tea? What would be the punishment for teabagging? Um. In a single player game, no punishment. It's hilarious and it's fun. Um, in multiplayer, like. You should just have to go. I'm. You should just have to admit that you're very mid two thousands, and you have to be okay with that. I think for for teabagging, if you're caught teabagging in a game, everything should pause in a in the multiplayer game. Everything should pause. Everyone should gather around you and look at you and just say, 
We're not angry. We're just very, very disappointed. That's perfect. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, alternatively, what do you think Ooh. should be on the list of gaming crimes? Uh, oh, have you got any good suggestions for this? Uh, cheating in multiplayer? Yeah, cheating in multiplayer. Um, just negatively affecting anyone else's good time. Like yeah, hassle- griefing. Griefing, hassling. Just like, just don't mess with other people's fun. Stealing people's shit in Minecraft. Yeah. Again, just don't mess with other people's good time. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's everyone have a good time. Yeah. No camping. No camping. Uh, what's next? Uh, Connor Gibbons, if you were to name uh, a, an Avengers movie, what name would you give it? Avengers. We promise they'll definitely avenge them this time. Avengers. Perhaps there will be more than two minutes of character development per character in this one. Avengers. We probably should have left all those characters we killed off dead so that there's actually room for the rest of them to have their moment in the sun. Inven- Avengers Infinity Plot. <laughs> Avengers, why didn't we invite the Defenders to come help? <laughs> Defenders of the Air, oh my god. No, no, like Jessica Jones and, oh, and yeah. Luke Cage. Like, why don't they get to come help? Uh, Avengers, the the Great Lakes Avengers, because we want Squirrel Girl in an <laughs> Avengers movie. Yeah. Avengers, why don't we just kill them off already so that we can have the Squirrel Girl-led Avengers group? Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the second wave of Avengers films where they finally, like, all the, the big actors right now don't want to do it anymore. Yep. They all quit. And we get the, like, the team where it's like, okay, we've got the Miles Morales Spider-Man, we've got Squirrel <sighs> Girl, we've got, like... The, we get, like, the, the B-tier versions of a lot of characters and, like, the interesting weird characters. Is Miles Morales B-tier? I feel uh, like he's... I, I don't think he's, he's not I don't, up and coming, no. certainly up and come. I, I don't think he's B tier, but I think that he's like you definitely have to get the Peter Parker story out the way oh, yeah, before yes, people will that. accept him in the MCU. Like I I want to see that second set of heroes. Yeah. More of those. Yeah. Definitely. And 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 like more of the just having fun with it. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's not be too serious. Like I like the fact that Squirrel Girl can pretty much talk down anyone. Yeah, that's basically her superpower most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else we got? Uh, Lydia Blessed would like to know what are your most anticipated games of twenty nineteen? Oh, I keep forgetting what games are coming out in twenty nineteen. <laughs> I should know this. I've, I've You're been, a journalist. I've been headfirst in these games lists for a while. Um, do you want to find a list? Yeah, let's find. Let's. I'm gonna pull up a list of twenty eight, uh, twenty nineteen video games, and we'll just see what comes up. Um, oh, vamp, vamping, vamping, vamping. What are the games of twenty nineteen? I'm bringing up that Wikipedia. Anthem. Don't care. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, do 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 do. Oh, new, new, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe because I've not really played any of that yet. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm kind of curious about Y two K, which is like a. It's an RPG, but it's set like in in Middle America, and it's a bunch of millennials going on an RPG adventure. Uh, I've not played any of the Yakuza games, but um, like the like I, I saw a lot of the hype around Yakuza Zero, and that looked really interesting. So maybe I have Yakuza I have fun? that on PS4 if you want to try that Ooh. at some point. Yeah. Um, I wasn't excited for Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, and then it caught my attention. I was like, I I got to play an hour of it at a preview thing, and was like, oh, I get it now. Um, more Liffy Strang. Uh, more Liffy Strang. Uh, the Resident Evil Two remake. Uh, yeah, you a Resident Evil person. Um, I liked Resident Evil Three, and 
I, I am enjoying Resident Evil 7 so far. Uh, like, 3 and 4 are my favourite Resident Evil, yeah. so I was more of a Silent Hill girl. Um, what I will say, having seen some of this 2 remake, it looks like they've updated a lot of it to be like, let's just make it play more like the like 3 and 4. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's also in the 7 engine now, which yeah. I imagine has added a lot to it. I I want to give it a look, because yeah. those first couple of Resident Evils I really struggle with because they're so clunky mm. in the original films. Well, I would really like to play it with a Wiimote. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved playing RE4 with a Wiimote. Like, best, I know, it was so best, much more fun. Best way to play it. Because um, I, I originally tried to play it, uh, what did I play it on, like PS2? Yeah. I had the Steelbox edition that I got from GameStation for like three quid. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, with just... That control method I found so much easier. I've always struggled to play like shooty games with a stick generally. Yeah, I, I want that Wii pointer control shooting to come back to more Switch games. Mm-hmm, please. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. That series is impenetrably convoluted, but it looks gorgeous, and I want to watch Mickey Mouse hit things with a big key sword. I played some of the first one, and I might have played some of the second one. I can't remember. Uh, what else is coming out? I don't know. You've skipped past loads of them. Uh, Tojo Manoa, Back in the Groove. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the first one. I would like to see more of that in a more modern way. Yeah. Sorry, um, I'll skim back off a bit. Ooh, Lego Movie 2. Oh, yeah. When is the Lego... Presumably that's coming out next month, because the game is coming out February 26th. Everything so. is awesome. We, we need to go see that, don't yeah. we? Yes. I've really been enjoying the uh, Unikitties. Because they're on sale at Toy Bind House at the moment. Uh, oh, there's an Animal Crossing game coming this year. I'll probably play that. I, I enjoy a good Animal Crossing from time to time. It's terrible and uh, I love isn't it. Isn't Code Vein when you were? Oh yeah, Code Vein! Code Vein is basically like Dark Souls if it was like anime aimed at like a like an emo 19 year old. And I'm like, I'm on board with that. Final Fantasy VII coming to Switch? What? Yeah, uh, the original Final Fantasy VII, uh. not like the remake, is coming uh. to Switch. Um, they're bringing a bunch of them, like uh, 7, 9, <gasps> 10, 10, 2, and 12 are all coming to Switch this year. Why do they never port 8 to anything? Uh, I know the reason, uh, the answer for that. They lost the original code. So? Can't um, they just, like, copy a PC version or something? So, there's a lot of things that, like... There's a lot of things that kind of break and kind of get balked trying to port it. It's a lot more work than the others to port. Well, like, HD remaster of that yeah. one. That's, that's the reason why 8 never gets ported, is because they don't have the source code and they don't want to go through the effort to Way. rebuild it. Um, what else is there? Control, which is by the Alan Wake people I'm kind of into. Oh yeah, I, I looked at the uh, the video for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think someone asked us about it in the last episode. I believe so, and I was like, what's that? And then I I, I saw the footage and I was like, oh yeah, that. Oh, new Lu- Luigi's Mansion on Switch. I, I haven't played any since the first one. I enjoyed yeah. that. I never played two, but from what I understand, you'll be able to jump from one to three and it won't be a problem. Uh, uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn on 3DS. Uh, I don't have a 3DS, but... Uh, I already played that on Wii. It's a good game. It's worth checking out if you got a 3DS. Dreams, I want to know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a Fire Emblem coming to Switch. I, I'm i intrigued by Fire Emblem. Again, Fire Emblems... Like, that can be fun. Psychonauts 2, maybe? Uh, Man of Medan, which is the Ooh, new thing from yeah, the Until Dawn yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much shorter. It's like five hours. I'm intrigued by that. Uh... The Settlers? What? Really? The Settlers? Fucking hell. Uh, oh, the, the the Pokemon game for Switch that isn't Let's Go is happening. <laughs> uh, like, the, the new, like, Gen 8 game is coming oh, okay. in 2019, so I'm, I, 
Uh, again, I will lose you to that for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. I'm sorry about I, it. I but... accept. I accept that. Um... Uh, untitled goose game. Oh you, yeah, yeah, you're a goose. You just kind of fuck with people. You that steal the farmer's really keys, run away, going. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, vampires coming to uh, to switch. Yeah. Um, I haven't played anything else. Wolfenstein Youngblood. It's more Nazi killing, but this time you're a pair of teenage girls going Nazi killing. Yay! Yay! Um, and Yoshi's Crafted World, which is Yoshi, but all the environments are made of cardboard. Is that yet another Yakuza? Yeah, it's another Yakuza. Wasn't there a Yakuza 4 at the top of the list and yes. now we're at Yakuza 5 already? Yes. They are kicking those things out. Yes. They're also making a new thing called Project Judge. Which is like Yakuza, but you're a judge, and you're also a bit of a badass. Ooh. Yeah, so there's there's some games we're excited for. Wow, classic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we got any other questions? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we oh. do. Uh, oh, this is the one I, I did research for earlier. Bethany Turner would like to know, if you had a Gem Sona, i.e. Steven Universe fan character, who would they be? Who Ooh. would they be? Okay, you talk about it first while I do research. Because <laughs> I did not research this. <laughs> it's because I did the questions. Indeed. And it's by my bit of paper. Uh, yeah, so um, I chose um, Hecatolite. Um, I would have the powers of light and magic and sorcery and necromancy and knowledge of poisons. Um, because uh, it's so named after Hecate. The, oh. uh, uh, was it Roman goddess? Sounds right to I me. I think it's Ro- Roman. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. And, and Moonstone. There, there you go. Moonstone. Moonstone, yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Hecatolite. Ah, that, that is one of the ones I was just having a look at. That's, it was, that's who I was I like, That's a very, that's a very pretty stone. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I don't know much about these stones. I'm literally Aquamarine? just looking at which ones look um, pretty. That's Aquam- very blue. Aquamarine <laughs> is very blue. I don't know much about... what What is... Tell me about Aquamarine. Does Aquamarine seem right? Um, it's a sort of blue, blue d- d- gem. It's got a high, a good quality bar- barrel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's go with Aquamarine. It's very, very sturdy. It's, you, you, can't, you can't beat uh, Aquamarine. They're, they're very sturdy and it's blue. There you and go. the name was derived from the old Latin expression which meant seawater. And and your hair often often reminds me of the sea. There, there are moments where it does almost appear to flow like water. Yeah, there are those those moments. Those, those moments. That, well, it appears to flow like water. My my hair is paused, is it? Mm, yeah, your hair is definitely paused. Honest. <laughs> uh, what other questions have we got? Uh, Justin Stewart would like to know, what is the gayest object you own that is closest to you right now? Uh, I've got a gay flag right here. Uh, uh, possibly my my Mimikyu Sylveon, which yeah. is like the transist Pokemon and the other transist Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got a gay flag here. Um, I think the gayest thing that is closest to me is probably the engagement ring I'm wearing, <laughs> which is a symbol of my love for another woman. Uh, the, um. <laughs> the gayest thing near me right now is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're pretty gay. Yeah, 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 pretty gay too. Am I closer to me than I than you? Am I the gayest thing closest to me? I don't know. No. We're both pretty gay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm pan, so I'm not sure I can count properly I, as gay. I I'm bi pan. I don't know what I am, but I say gay for ease. You're of cute. Use. I say gay for ease of use. <laughs> I'm I'm fem leaning enough that I 
I just say gay because it's easier sometimes. <sighs> why don't I have a picture of some doggos? I don't know. Why do you have a picture of some I doggos? I have no idea. Uh, Zaldera, hi! Hi! Uh, we'd like to know, um, the cliched, what are your plans and hopes do you have for the new year? Um... My big thing is finish finish me two books and then hope that they do well when they come out. And oh, you stole my thing. What? Was it about my books? Hello, mine was that. Alright, I'm excited for your books and, and I hope they do well. But, well, I'm glad that that's both what we're going for. Yeah, it's honestly my next six months are finish the two books, hope that they're good and people like them when they come out and work out what the next thing is because like End of this month, I'll have probably finished the text on my second book. Art might be a bit longer, but like, I need to work out what to do with my time now that I've now that I don't have any books to write. Write another book? Maybe I have like I have a few ideas. I keep bouncing around that I could maybe do. We could start another podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I I have too many things. <laughs> I want to do. I I like the idea of doing another book. And um, much like my memoir and the Butts book are the most different two books could be I want to do more things where it's like that's a third book that's totally different nice because why do the same thing twice mm. yeah and uh, especially the only other thing is I hope they cancel article 50 yeah that That'd too nice. that too that, that would make that would make my general day-to-day living and and hope for a job within the next uh however long just just you know just night and please Please, please rest. Please, and yes, please. Please not bring complete chaos and riots to the street and army and whatever the fuck else they're talking about. Yeah. Is, uh, that, is there anything else in there? There are. Oh, uh, Becky too here would like to know what were you like in school and would you have got on? Um, I was cripplingly shy and very, very focused on maths and science because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, and uh. Sh- yeah, I would have been far too shy to... to I was too shy to function. <laughs> what were you like? Almost too shy to function. I spent most of my days walking around and around the tech block talking to no one, except the people that bullied me. Um, I assume, well, I'm going to just cut it to high school rather than mentioning any of the yeah. others. But, um, yeah, I, I was pretty shy, very awkward, didn't really know how to interact with people properly, and, and generally when I was being interacted with, it was to get smacked about by other kids. So, um... Yeah, I, I, we might have perhaps awkwardly stood near each other. I, I think we'd have had we had very similar childhoods, but I think that we would have been too shy to realise it, and to we would have been hiding opposite ends of the playground. Oh, indeed, we'd have we'd have been too busy going. Everyone hates us to realise that. Oh, there's someone else that thinks everyone hates them over there. We should yeah. be friends. And we, pro- I probably would have been far more positive than the few people that did allow me to hang out with them. When I was at school. <laughs> yes, I'm... Yeah. Um, hi, Job. Hi, Job. Hi, hi, Job. Uh, have you seen the cartoon being Puppycat on YouTube? It's really squishy. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, isn't I it? I love being Puppycat. I watched it uh, on Cartoon Hangover initially because I was very much into that sort of weird, slightly indie cartoons. Yeah. And that's where I was watching, like, Bravest Warriors, and I think Manly was the name of one of them. Mm. Um, Like, that whole series of, like, little cartoons when um, that branch of... Is it Cartoon Network? Oh, Channel Frederator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were trying to see if they could make cartoons work as a thing that they would make enough money doing on YouTube. They yeah. didn't, and they now on some service that's not actually available in the UK. 
but like it was really nice to I loved the original uh, pilot for being Puppycat I loved that the series finally got brought out and finally finished because that was all really interesting um that world is really strange <laughs> the whole umbrella in the nut shot in the first episodes uh is just per- so perfectly timed because it seems like it's going to be like a, a fairly normal very kiddie cartoon but mm. like a lot of that whole series that uh, of cartoons they brought out they're not really for kids at all uh, and animation is just the medium they've chosen to use. And I've actually got one of the Bee and Puppycat comic books. So, yeah, big fan of Bee and Puppycat. Yay. Uh, Ian Burnham, have either of you two played Keyforge? Uh, no, but it's been mentioned. I've definitely seen it come up. I think it's uh, uh, like a collectible card game, but a digital one, oh, I okay. believe. Um, I think someone recommended it to me recently when I was talking about Pokemon cards and my uh, Pokemon Advent calendar. Uh, I have not played it, but it the name has come up. Uh, Tricky would like to know, any vacation plans yet for summer? Um, they will be due, grounded due to impending parenthood. Oh no. Oh no. We might or be going, going... Depending on how you feel about that. We might be going to our first festival. Have you not been to a festival? Oh no, I've been to one, but but your first festival. Yeah, I've or not our, been to... or as well as our first one as a couple. I've not been to a festival in about twenty years because I have image problems that would be massively exacerbated by waking up in a field. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair, but but we 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 maybe are going to do that. Yeah, in I'm, the summer. Uh, well, I got my laser done this winter, so I am. Um, very hyped to be able to sort of get out and about in the world a bit. Yeah, I'm excited for us to do a thing where we just go to a place and, and be outside for a bit. Yeah, as long as I can hold back my generalised anxiety that I get whenever I leave the house for a prolonged period of time. It's well, like, oh, the house if that happens, just cling close to me, it'll be alright. <laughs> well, perhaps we can sort of ring friends and go, please go and check. I'm going mad. You just check that uh, the house hasn't burnt down. Please. And check that Smoogle is okay. Yeah, I'll pull Smoogle. We'll have Smoogle look her after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, be good. If you lived in the Star Wars universe, what would you be slash do? I would be a Twi'lek. I would hang out having massive orgies with other Twi'leks. Can I get in on that? That sounds fun. Head tails. Sorted. It's all about them head tails, <laughs> yo. Um, Jacob Marion, if you have to pick one subculture, i.e. goths, Pharisees, etc., to live in forever, what would it be? Emo. Uh, emo, because I think you still get to where the animal is. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It, it's the one that had me. I, I couldn't I couldn't do any other one, because like, if I pick any other subculture, when will I get to listen to my chemical romance? All the time, because MCR is for everyone. Yeah, but like... <laughs> You know, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, I think that that is all <gasps> of the questions. So. <gasps> do you want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad, mate. Happy New Year. Oh, happy new year. How have you been? How you been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You know, uh, I've, I've, you know, got to see some, some friends, have a bit of time yeah. off, uh, you know, play some board games, you know, 
really just have, have a chance to sort of unwind and relax. Oh, yeah, you need that, don't you? You need it. Yeah, you know, it's very hard being stressed about the state of the world all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a good time as well. I had a friend, though. I've got a friend over in the States who's not having a good time. No. Oh, yeah, I feel like I'm just having a bit of a rant because I feel a bit bad for him. So well, uh, justified at this time. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. So... You know, I got I got a friend. He works in, works in the TSA. So he works in airports doing security. It's a, it's a job, you know. Maybe it's security theatre, but it's a, it's, a, it's a job. You know, he, he does his job well. Pro- problem being, America's having one of them uh, government shutdowns right now. Yeah, and isn't this the the thing like Trump said a couple of years ago about Obama? Like it's a. Uh... Like, it's, you know, that should get the president sacked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And also, when it happened this time, Trump was like... He gloated before it happened. He was like, oh, I'll shut it down. I'll happily shut it down. You know, he's, he acknowledges it's his fault. He's like, I want five billion for a pointless wall. But I want to talk a bit about how that shutdown works because it really fucks over people in need and doesn't fuck over the people in government, which is a big old problem. Yeah, so, I only recently started reading about this. So I, I yeah. never really understood quite what it involved before. Yeah, but... ba- basically, it's the government going, we can't agree on a budget for the next year, so we just won't have government because we haven't agreed how much money to give what bits of government. <laughs> We're currently not a government because we, we, be, yeah. we can't agree on things. Exactly. And the, the problem with that is there are certain jobs that are funded by the government. Like, you know that are seen as essential services. Like, in the UK, you can maybe look at, say, the police and the uh, the ambulance, the NHS, which are yeah. all, you know, funded by the government. And you can't really just not have those things. No. When, you know, you can't have all your airports suddenly have no security, for example. No. And that's why I bring up this TSA example. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those, those you know, companies and, and roles that the government's like, that's essential, what you're told in a shutdown is, you've got to keep working. You've got to keep coming into work every day. You've got to keep paying for your travel to and from your shifts. And you're not getting paid for that. And, you know, it's leading to situations where people people in the TSA haven't called in sick. Because they're like, I can't afford to travel into work if I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's a shitty situation. But the thing that's shitty is not only, you know... That people aren't getting paid, and like if they don't, if this doesn't get sorted soon, they're going to miss their first paycheck, and that's going to cause people, you know, living paycheck to paycheck to miss, you know, not be able to pay their bills. Yeah. The thing that's really shitty is the people at the top, people who shut down the government, they're totally fine. Like Trump in this example, he's still got a house to live in, he's still got his bills being paid, he's still making money being a president, he's, you know, he's not in any risk of not being able to pay his bill and getting evicted. But the people, like you know, it's the people lower down that are taking the 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 punishment for his choices. Yeah, I suppose you you know you got all the 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 public services and and I know, I know parks has been a big one that's yeah. uh, often affected by uh, shutdowns and things like that. And then of course you've got people like the the actual people who you know they can't seek things. Uh, like uh, certain forms of AIDS, yeah. if you're being evicted, I understand that there's there's issues where you wouldn't be able to get uh, any sort of housing aid with regards yeah. to that. So there's and, essentially more people becoming and, homeless as a result of it, this. It's not like the government can't run because, like, a great example is the uh, the IRS who do all the taxes in America. Yeah, they'll still accept your tax money. They've got enough staff to accept your tax money, but start of the year, it's meant to be time to get your tax rebate. They're not paying any of the staff to send tax rebates out and to get people their refunds. 
but they are accepting money in. You've still got to pay your taxes to them. And right. that shows the whole problem, doesn't it? They're happy to take your money, but they're not going to give money during a shutdown. Um, the other the other thing um, that's important as well is, like, it, it, it's all well and good saying when the government does start back up, back pay will happen. You will get paid for those hours, you know, albeit... Yeah, but someone might whenever. starve to death by Well, then. see, there's two problems. There's the one we've already mentioned. Yeah, you might starve to death before then. The other problem is, let's say, let's say payday rolls around in a few days and TSA employee can't afford to pay their rent, electricity bills, etc. They might take out payday loan or something like that to be like, look, yeah. I'll be able to pay, look, I'll pay this back when government starts again, I'll get paid. But, like, the government doesn't back pay you for, like, the payday loan charges you've incurred no. trying to survive. Like, you get paid for those hours, but you don't get paid extra to say, we understand that you've probably incurred debt as a result of not getting paid on time. Well, they bloody should. They should, but they don't. And, like, it's all well and good having a shutdown, but, like, unless... Look, a shutdown doesn't work unless government people themselves have to feel that same pinch. Because otherwise, there's no... What's, what's the incentive for either side to... To compromise. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I haven't really looked into this far enough. I have only sort of picked up dribs and drabs uh, uh, with regards to what's actually involved in this. Is there like a set deadline for this? Does it end or is it just it, like it usually goes, goes on until Trump gets his way? It goes on until. Or there is massive rioting in the streets. That is honestly it. Like, here's the thing if it doesn't get solved by, I might have this date wrong, but I think it's something like the 11th of January. That's the first time that government employees, like people, people in in the TSA, is my keep being my go-to example. It's the first time they'll have a payday where they won't get a paycheck, and that if it's not sorted by then, that's when you're going to start seeing, you know, riots and protests because at that point you've got, I can't afford to pay my bills. Back the fuck off, Trump, and you know, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, like, and do public servants over there have like what is there with regards to their right to pro- uh, to protest? Because I know in this country there was a whole issue where they were saying that um, firefighters weren't allowed to go on strike because they're considered an essential public service, so, taking away their rights while re- you know re- taking away a lot of their pay. So, I, as I understand it, the situation is is that they can't not go to work in order to protest. So you're going to have to have protests. Where as and where people are available to do so, and obviously right. that's that's made more difficult by the fact that they've not been paid, and money's going to be an issue. Getting to places to protest on your day off is going to be right. an issue. Do they have any right to strike? Or I I don't believe so for the wow. essential government for the essential government workers. They don't. I don't believe they have the right to strike. What? Which really makes it a difficult situation and. It's just a really shitty situation They're that needs. As fuck. It's the thing that like people need to understand how shitty a thing is happening and how Trump could just go, okay, I can't have my wall right now, but yeah, like he's he is hurting hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people because he wants a wall. Yeah, yeah. What's Oh, oh no! So just the well, state of the world. Do you want that yeah. hug? Oh, please, mate. Could yeah. deal with it. Yeah, oh. um, uh, yeah. Well, I, I can only hope that uh, all the best for those trying to, to sit through that, and you know, maybe it will, maybe it will change some minds. Maybe it will change some minds. Yeah. Oh. 
That's a good hug, mate. That's a good hug. Yeah. Oh. Right, All should right. we go have that, uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, I'll pop, I'll pop the kettle on, mate. Have that cup of tea. Yeah. Laura? Yes? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, you're Laura K Buzz on YouTube, uh, Twitch, all those kind of places. I've got some books, Uncomfortable Labels, which is coming out in like six months, comes out in July. If you're a person who reviews books, drop me a tweet. There is a place where you can get review copies to like review my book nice and early and say nice words about it so that people think my book is nice. Uh, there's also things I learned from Mario's butt. Yeah. By the by the end of this month, the like text of that should be done. I uh, got some cool people involved in it recently. Uh, Robert Yang. Uh, has recently agreed to be involved in this book, which is like, that's super cool. There's a guy from Conan Conan Exiles whose entire job is making incredibly detailed monster buttholes. He he, he did a thing for the book. I'm excited for this stupid book. Other than that, I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, 5th edition. I'm on seasons 3, 4, and 5. They're all self-contained stories. One's about escaping a magical barrier town. One's about overthrowing capitalism in a cyberpunk future. One's about being in space and being space adventurers. Uh, what about you? Where are you on the internet? I am on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I can be found on uh, SoundCloud.com as Jane Eris Maggot, where you might be listening to this now. Uh, I am on this, and I stream usually every Wednesday, uh, usually every Thursday, but this week it will be Wednesday, but that won't matter, because this will be going up after that has happened. Uh, so you can find me on twitch.tv slash janiac for that, and, uh, follow me, and you will get notifications and stuff. Uh, where else? Oh, Curiosity Epidemic, uh, are, are, are a new upcoming network. You can head over to, uh, wordpress.com slash curiosityepidemic. And and check out all the stuff over there uh, about sort of my character and some of the other characters. Uh, they also have a Twitter, which I believe is at Curiosity Epidemic, where you can follow all that for all the D&D fun stuff. I play a 7 foot 2, 357 pound uh, furbolg druid. And I hang out with uh, Latonk, the, the the little monk, and, and Enough, the tiefling with... Yeah, she she high society. I not so much. We we yeah. We grumble at each other. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Nick Wynn hosts that, and it's pretty cool. So sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Chico, chico, chico.